share very short this morning, I promise you very short, because I want to take time to hear from you guys. And we're going to have Testimony Sunday today. So start thinking about things that you can get up and just let us know what you are thankful for. Let us know a testimony of what God is doing in your life, something that God is doing. Um, and the purpose of doing testimonies is to encourage one another and to share with one another and to express the amazing things that God is doing. We give him glory for all things. Amen. Okay, so this is week two of our one-at-a-time uh, small group, and so I just want to share a little bit of thoughts of what you're going to be studying in the next couple of weeks. Uh, well, this week actually coming. Think about when we read in the Bible about a harvest. And a harvest comes by planting seeds, and they need to grow, they need to sprout before, anything, before the harvest can actually happen. When we talk about having an impact on the world, our impact doesn't necessarily happen immediately. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you go to a conference, sometimes you come to a church service, and bam, you're impacted like crazy. But a lot of times, it takes time for us to to slowly change our lives sometimes it takes time for you to share uh, the love of jesus to somebody and it takes time over and over and over again that you need to keep planting those seeds and watering those seeds and slowly watching them start to grow so we're going to talk about harvesting this next week and how the process that comes to that point of actually having a harvest. Sometimes we need to look at our lives and look at maybe the journey that we are going through and watch and see how maybe God needs to change things in our lives for us to be able to um, move forward and be an even stronger and more powerful uh, conduit for Jesus. Now that doesn't mean that we have to get to a certain point before we can actually share Jesus. That's not what I mean. But what I'm talking about is as we are on the journey of sharing Jesus, we should be constantly taking time to look within ourselves. And in that process, as we are drawing closer to the Lord, looking at ourselves and saying, God, what are things in me that I need to maybe change or go deeper in my relationship with you or learn more about it's in that process that it's an automatic morphing where we become more and more powerful of an example of who Jesus Christ is. It just automatically happens. We need to, uh, people want to see us and see us that we are living true to what we are speaking, true to what we are saying. There's nothing worse than seeing somebody say something with their words, but then their actions don't line up with their words. We need to be in continual relationship with Jesus to make sure that we are staying on track with him. And out of that digging in deeper in relationship and always allowing him to keep us in check, out of that outpouring will be our actions and deeds and everything that will be more Christ-like the deeper and deeper we go. So how do we do this? How do we, how do we continue to kind of change ourselves within so that can, God can work in us 
us and through us. How does that happen? We're going to turn to Mark chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 32 to 39. And this is Jesus that we're, we're talking about His through all of these sessions. It's watching the life of Jesus. And starting at verse 32, it says, That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they explained, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. What we see here is Jesus was gathered by, like all the people were gathering around Jesus. Wherever Jesus was, there was a crowd. There was a constant demand on his life. There was a constant demand for him as a purpose, as a person. There was constant people telling him, you should go here. You should do this. You should heal this person. You should do all of this. And here we see in verse 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. That little chunk of scripture is right smack in the middle of people vying for Jesus' attention. So we see just before that, that people were gathered at the door. The whole town gathered. They wanted Jesus' attention. And they're telling him all of, all of the needs that they have. And then right after that, when Jesus goes off into a solitary place, Simon and his companions go looking for him. And they're like, don't you know that people need you? Don't you know that people are looking everywhere for you? There is a constant pulling for his attention. And we see that Jesus is more than willing to go and to be his father's hands and feet. We never see him say, I don't want to go. But what we see is he takes himself to a solitary place. We can get so busy and so caught up in life and in the world and, and have all these ideas of things that we want to do and places we want to go and thoughts of all these things that we have all these ideas and things to do. But we need to stop and take time in God's presence. We need to take time in that solitary place where we hear God's voice. We see that Jesus took time to get his focus on his father. He took time to say, God, what is your plan? What is your will? What is, what is it that you want? Yes, I need to go and share the gospel. Yes, I want to go and do healing. Yes, I want to share with other people. But I want to hear first from you. 
Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What is it inside of me that needs to be changed? What is it that you want to do inside of me so I then will have, where the automatic outpouring will be the Father in me and flowing out to others? He spent regular time with his father, and that gave him the wisdom and the strength to be able to do all that his father required him to do. As we go about our, our journey, and as we encourage you to go out and to share the love of Jesus to other people, before you go, you need to stop and take time in the presence of God. You can't go and do it on your own. You can't do it on your own strength. You can't do it on your own wisdom. You need to take time in God's presence. Have him work in and through you so that it is his wisdom, his love, his words that will pour out of you and give you the strength to be able to do what you are called to do. How many of you have ever had a moment where you're talking to somebody and something comes out of your mouth that is so profound that you're like, where did that come from? I mean, I have that all the time. Sometimes I, I, I think about what I speak when I come up here and I'm like, that wasn't even in my notes. Where did that come from? That comes from spending time in God's presence where we are so full of Him that what comes out is him. So as we go on the journey to be the example of Jesus Christ to our community, to our neighbors, to people around us, when we go to that solitary place and fill, 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 that's where it will come out. That's where the desire to be able to talk about Jesus will come out. That's where the, the eyes, remember last week we talked about seeing people the way Jesus sees them. We will only see people the way Jesus sees them when we spend time with him and get to know his heart. The more we spend time with him, the more he will come out of us. If we want to harvest in our life, we need to do the work prior to. Now, I'm not a gardener. I've told y'all before, I'm not a gardener. That's my confession right there. But when I look at somebody's flowers and their beautiful gardens and their beautiful vegetable gardens, Lynn, you go to Lynn's place and she's got things coming out that I'm just like, in her house, she's got stuff from Hawaii. It's beautiful. And I can admire flowers, and I can admire gardens, and, and look at the, the beauty of it all. But what I, I am very aware of the fact is that we can't just like, da 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 da, -da wave a magic wand, and poof, there's all this beautiful garden. There's a process that comes to get to that point. There's the planting of the seeds, and then there's watering. And then there's pulling out the weeds. How many of us like to pull weeds? Not many of us. But weeds will grow. That's, we're going we're to kind of take it into kind of a spiritual idea. Weeds will grow where the enemy will try to come in and try to bring destruction. And we all know when weeds, weeds have taken over my garden, my goodness, it's a whole ugliness right now. So when weeds come in, it's ugly. It's not pretty. 
When weeds come into our spiritual life, we become ugly. We're not, we're not pretty. We need to be constantly removing those weeds as soon as they pop up. We've got to get rid of those weeds. How do we recognize that they're weeds? By going to that solitary place and spending time in God's presence, listening to his voice and having him show us what is in us that should not be there. And then we need to uproot it, get rid of those weeds, clean those weeds out, cultivate, and then we will see beautiful flowers grow, beautiful garden grow. We need to cultivate our relationship with God by spending time in that quiet place with him. When we read in that scripture verse, everyone is looking for you. People will always have needs. People will always have expectations of us. People will always try to dictate how we should take our day, what we should do. That's exactly what people were doing to Jesus here. They were trying to dictate how his day would go. The enemy will try to tear you down. The enemy will try, we've talked about this before, distractions in your life. He will make you feel like you're doing all this good, but we're running on our own strength. Scripture says, don't grow weary in doing good. Sometimes we can be going and going and going, and we haven't asked the Father, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? We need to take time before him, cultivate, get rid of those weeds, spend time at his feet. He knew, Jesus knew, that he needed to spend time with his, with his father. He knew what he needed to do. Do we know? Do we know what the father is asking us to do? Do we recognize the weeds that are growing in our life that Christ wants to get rid of? As you spend time in that solitary place, it's so important Just think about for a minute, how much time in a day do you actually spend in God's presence? How much attention do you give to the Lord on a day-to-day? God wants to use each and every one of us for his glory, but he wants you to hear his voice so that you can see the areas of where he wants you to go and the areas of ministry that he wants you to do and the things he wants you to say. He will speak through you, but you need to be connected to him. I found a quote, you're gonna hear it on the video when you, when you go to your small groups from Mother Teresa. And I'm gonna read it to you today and Well, I'll read it first, and then I'll explain afterwards. This is Mother Teresa speaking. If some of you are young and you don't know who Mother Teresa is, you need to Google her. She is a pretty incredible woman. She said, I am like a little pencil in his hand, in God's hand. That is all. Somebody asked her in an interview, how do you do everything that you do? She said, I'm just a pencil. 
He does the thinking, as in the Lord. He does the writing. The pencil has nothing to do with it. The pencil is just available to be used. We are like pencils. Be available to be used. And allow God to be the one who does the thinking, who does the writing, who does the designing. We just get to be the conduit on how God will use us for his glory. There is no greater honor than the fact that God chooses to use us to share his word, to share his love to others. We need to go to that solitary place and be a pencil and say, God, use me for your will and your desire. Today we're going to share some testimonies. And in a testimony, it's like being a pencil because you are sharing the goodness of God. You are sharing what God has done in and through you to give glory to the Lord. So we're gonna take a minute to share some testimonies. I'm gonna need you to come up here and use the mic so that the people online can actually hear. If you speak uh, where you're sitting, they're, they're not gonna hear. I don't want anybody to miss out on hearing the goodness of God. And when we're done, before you leave, I've got some people who are going to stand at the doors as you exit. And each and every one of you are going to get a pencil. And I want you to tuck the pencil, whether you tuck it in your Let me be a blessing to show them your way. Oh, they may be weak, 
but we are strong, or you are strong. Oh, let me be a blessing. Let me be a blessing, I pray. And so I, I share that uh, a lot. I can't say every day, you know, I hope you can. And this one um, day, it was on Thursday. And that witness made a parking lot. And I pull up next to a car similar to mine. I like cars. And uh, it's not the car that I desire of my if I have the money. But uh, I'm in my car and I noticed this little colon next to me. And I thought, oh, that's cute. And I'm thinking, okay, that is a car. And I see this woman come walking towards the car, her car. And I pick my gun on my window and I'm like, okay, because someone goes to the doctor. So I said, oh, how are you? You're coming. And she goes, hi. I said, hi. She goes, oh, I love it. And I said, yeah, aren't they nice cars? She goes, yeah. She goes, my husband just passed away three months ago. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I totally understand how you feel. I passed away a year and a half ago. And she goes, you know, I'm finding it so difficult. She goes, you know, it's so hard. And we carried on a little conversation. And she goes, how are you doing? And I said, well, I said, I have great faith in I am so grateful and so thankful for bringing me through this journey. I said, my husband before that passed away too, and she said, oh my goodness. And we exchanged names from the beginning. And she goes, you know, my faith isn't the same as yours. She goes, I'm Jewish. She goes, we just went through our new year. And she goes, you know, Jimmy, she goes, um, I really feel this is a divine appointment. I said, absolutely. So we exchanged texts, and uh, we've been texting back and forth since Thursday. So her name is Elaine Deborah. And I'm just so grateful that God brought her into my life and that um, I can continue to pray for her and get on a personal uh, level with her, with Israel. Uh, we love the Jewish people. And um, that's just one little, one little thing that, Daddy, what would you like me to do today? Who would you like me to meet? What would you like me to share? What would you like me to give? That's really just one little thing. A car. Wind down your window. Step out of your comfort zone and do something for Jesus. Amen. Thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs>